What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Connection. So it has happened. We got the bomb, the Woj bomb, whatever you want to call it, Jeff Passan bomb yesterday. Mookie Betts is going to the Dodgers. The trade happened. It was a big blockbuster deal. It's going to be a three-team deal between the Red Sox, Dodgers, and Twins. The Red Sox will receive Alex Verdugo. And Brewster Gratterall from the Twins. The Dodgers will get Mookie Betts, David Price, and Cash from Boston. And the Twins will get Kenta Maeda from the Dodgers. This is a big deal. I mean, everyone called it a couple days before saying it was about to happen. And then last night it finally did happen. And there are a lot of things to unpack here. A lot of things. I mean, let's start with the Red Sox. So the team... They were giving up the best player in this deal was Mookie Betts. First of all, before I get into this, so one thing I've learned, or one thing I've heard, I should say, is that in sports, when you have a trade, usually the team who gets the best player in the deal wins the trade. So obviously, in this deal, Mookie Betts was the best player out of everyone exchanged, and the Dodgers received Mookie Betts. So by that logic, you would say that the LA Dodgers won this trade. Which I think is fair. But I think that this could also be a win for the other teams involved. Because I think it's actually a pretty solid return all the way around. It's not as if it's a zero-sum game. That just because the Dodgers got a good return doesn't mean the other two teams didn't. So, as I mentioned, we'll start with the Red Sox. They were in a situation where I think their hands were tied. I mean, I'll, I'll take that stance. I'll take the stance and say that the Red Sox hands were tied. Yes, they could have kept Mookie if they wanted to. They could have kept him. But then they would have to realize that he's going to become a free agent at the end of the season. And Mookie Betts has said time and time again that he expects to become a free agent. Because the latest report was that his asking price, which was last year, by the way, not this not just not this offseason, but an offseason ago. He wanted 12 years, 420 million when the Red Sox offered him 10 years, 300. And obviously, if that offer was given this offseason, you know, 10 years, 300 would be quite a low ball for Mookie Best. But at the time they extended that offer, it was a pretty strong offer considering it was the same offseason Mike Trout signed an extension worth 10 years, 360 million. We have to remember that an extension is different than a free agent deal. Players are going to get less money in extension because the team that's offering the extension has no one else that's bidding against them. When you're on a free agent market, you have multiple teams bidding for your services, and that drives your price up. It's just basic economics. So the Red Sox were in a situation where they either offer Mookie Betts a huge $400 million plus contract extension and hope he takes it, or they wait till free agency and try to resign him, or they trade him now and cash in on him now. That's what they did. They did the latter. They decided to trade him instead of letting him walk for nothing because they believed, I mean, this is speculation on my part, but I think the Red Sox believed that Mookie was gone anyway. It could be, I have no idea what happened behind closed doors, but it could be that Mookie told the Red Sox that he's going to be a free agent regardless, that he does not want an extension. That would not be the first time a player has done that. And at that point, there's nothing the Red Sox can do. But... You know, there are also people who are looking at it from the other perspective saying that the Red Sox are being cheap. Why are they worried about a couple million dollars in luxury tax when they're making so much money, 
when they're making hundreds of millions of dollars in profit. Luxury tax should not be an issue whatsoever. And I think that's fair. It's fair. But at the same time, we don't know whether or not the Red Sox made an earnest effort to extend Mookie Betts. We just don't know that. It's all speculation at this point. It could be that they did try and he said no. It could also be that they didn't want to try. We just don't know. But nonetheless, what happened was they decided to cash in and they get Alex Verdugo from the LA Dodgers, who I like a lot. I like him a lot. He was a rookie last year, young kid. I believe he's just 23. And he has some pretty good skills. I mean, he doesn't strike out very much, has, you know, good contact rate, can play all three outfield positions, a great defender, really. 13, I mean, he's no Mookie Betts, but 13 defensive runs saved in 2019, considering he missed a good chunk of the season with injury. He's the Red Sox right fielder of the future. Oh, yeah, and he has a cannon of an arm, absolutely. He does. Some people are comparing him to J.D. Drew, former Red Sox outfielder. But he's going to be in the opening day lineup, and Sox fans are going to get an immediate look at his potential. Good player. Verdugo's, he, he's a good one. He's a big leaguer for sure. Um, you know, 294, a dozen homers, 22 doubles, two triples, and 377 plate appearances with the Dodgers. And he's going to get a full-time uh, job for sure 2020 and we'll see what he can put together in a full season Brewster Gratterall's 21 hard throwing right hander coming out of Minnesota he's I mean he's less certain to open the year with the Sox he might begin the year in AAA but he's absolutely electric uh I mean this dude throws 100 miles an hour I mean he he, he sits at 100 like 99 to 100 and he can reach 103 I saw a video of him throwing a 100 mile an hour sinker I was like what in the world this is this is something crazy but he's had injuries throughout his minor league career. He's already had Tommy John, and he's battled shoulder troubles. But, I mean, that's kind of par for the course for a pitcher who throws 103 miles an hour. He's 6'1", 255, just a big kid. But in 214 minor league innings, he has a 2.48 ERA. And yeah, he skyrocketed across a bunch of levels last year. He made his big league debut. You know, he looks like a reliever, let's be let's be honest. But the Red Sox are going to give him any every opportunity to prove that he can be a difference maker in their rotation. He's still a top 100 prospect. He He's one of the better prospects in all of baseball. At the end of the day, I think he's like number 83 or somewhere around there on the top 100 list. Yeah, number, number 83. So that's what the Red Sox get in return. The Dodgers, they get Mookie Betts. Needs no introduction. They get Mookie. He is the 2018 AL MVP. By all accounts, the second best player in all of baseball because of the value he brings both with the bat and with the glove. He's you know, the best defensive outfielder in baseball, in my opinion. Well, maybe not overall outfielder, but best defensive right fielder, that's for sure. He's going to lead off and play right field for the Dodgers, who have the luxury of moving their gold glove right fielder, Cody Bellinger, to center field. So their their lineup could look something like Betts, Muncie, Turner, Bellinger, Pollock, Seager, Lux, and Will Smith as a position player. That's not a bad lineup. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's not bad. I mean, Mookie at the top setting the tone, and you have some power in there. Then you have Bellinger coming in at four. That's not a bad lineup whatsoever. But um, expect to see Mookie leading off absolutely. I mean, that's what he's going to do. That's why I traded for him. And he was MVP in 2018. His 2019 season didn't quite match that MVP season, but it was still pretty darn good. I mean, he still finished eighth in the voting. He hit 295 with a 391 on base, a 524 slugging. He led the league in runs scored for the second consecutive season. 
But his stolen bases were cut nearly in half from 30 to 16. But it's Mookie Betts. He's going to give you a 6 to 8 or even a 9 war. I don't know. If he has a good year, he'll give you like a 9 war season because he's that good. If he has an average year, he'll give you a 6 war season. So his floor is very high. And you're getting an MVP caliber player, Mookie. And uh, Dodgers fans, they're, they're going to enjoy Mookie. They, they will. David Price, he's 34 at this point. I mean, he's he's just decent. I mean, he's he's rather pedestrian at this point, if we're being honest. I mean, he's had some bad luck with balls in play and all that. But I guess I'm a bit jaded about the whole David Price thing because, I mean, you all know I'm a Red Sox fan. When we signed David Price, we were expecting that we were getting the Cy Young David Price that was in Tampa Bay and, and Toronto. But as soon as he came to Boston, he was everything but. He was decent, but he was not. He was absolutely not what we signed signed up for. I mean, he was still good. I mean, like a high three ZRA, but come on, that's that's not what we wanted. It's not front level ace Cy Young that we expected. He's just solid number three starter, you know, something like that. Number two or three starter. That's what David Price is. But. He has some elbow issues, which are concerned. Somehow he's avoided Tommy John. Honestly, like every single year, there's like a an elbow scare, an elbow flare-up for David Price. But uh, he he manages to work around it, and he still ends up avoiding surgery. But the Dodgers are going to get get him. The Red Sox will eat, I think they said, a little more than half of Price's salary. So the Dodgers actually are getting a lefty that's going to replace Hunjin Ryu who went to Toronto. So that's going to round out their rotation. And, uh, you know, they sent out Kenta Maeda, which brings me to the Twins. They get Kenta Maeda from the Dodgers, and the Twins needed that. I mean, they needed someone to to shore up that rotation because, I mean, who were they rolling out there? They are rolling out uh, Oda Rizzi, Jose Berrios. Um, I mean, yeah, Homer Bailey, Michael Pineda, Rich Hill. A bunch of just... You know, average pitchers, but Maeda is not an average pitcher. He's actually a very good pitcher. I mean, as long as he stays healthy, he's a he's actually a very good pitcher. I like him a lot. Um, he's always been the guy the past few years who would be like the sixth sixth starter for the Dodgers. They would move him. He'd be in the rotation, and be in the bullpen. In the rotation, in the bullpen, on the injured list. You know, a phantom IL stint. You know, the, the Dodgers doing their little six man pitcher carousel using the injured list. As a, as a way to carry an extra pitcher. They, they've been doing that for a long time. And they'll still do that. But, yeah, the Twins get they get Maeda. Obviously, that's a part with Gratterall, which was obviously a pretty steep price to pay. But that's what it takes to get to get good talent, good major league talent. And uh, I think this is this is a good deal all the way around. I, I really can't... I, I really can't think of... I mean, no team lost a deal, but I would say, obviously, the biggest... Winners here are the Dodgers because they get the best player in their deal. But the other teams are still going to be fine. They really will. But this is an absolute blockbuster trade. I'm excited to see how this... I mean, I don't know about you guys. I'm ready for this season. I'm excited to see how these guys uh, play. I want to see I want to see Mookie Betts have a big year before free agency so he can get that bag. I want to see Alex Verdugo continue to develop and stay healthy. I want to see Brewster Grouderall, you know, break into the big leagues. I want to see Ketamaeda healthy. I just wish... For good things all around. Good karma all the way around. But, uh, you know, the Red Sox are they're, you know, they're cutting payroll. They're trying to get under that luxury tax and reset it. There are some people who think that the Red Sox, even though they've traded Mookie, 
will still go ahead and bid for him for free agency next season or in, in the offseason. So they traded him and then they're going to come back and give him the big contract. And then next year they'll have Mookie back. And then they'll also have, you know, the prospect still have Verdugo. Honestly, that, that's that sounds like a long shot. Uh, it's not very often you see that happen. We saw it happen in 2016 with the Yankees and Aroldis Chapman when they traded Aroldis Chapman at the trade deadline to the Cubs. They got Glaber Torres in return. Then they signed Chapman back that same offseason. That stuff can happen, but it's rare. It really is. But we'll see. It's going to be a fun season. This blockbuster has really set the tone. We have a lot of new faces in different places. The Red Sox still need a manager, but we'll see what happens with that. That's going to do it for today. If you guys enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.